And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, there's something about protecting people's homes through Progressive that inspires me, because I just had an idea for a book. Well, it was originally an idea for a movie based on a play inspired by a podcast. But the idea is how you can save when you bundle home and auto. Hmm, might not be the best idea for a book. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe a radio commercial? Guess we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hmm. So, so you ready, bro? You ready? You ready, ready, ready? Yeah, you're doing intro this time, yeah? You know what's so, you know what's so crazy? Like, we don't have any list at all. Like, no topics. You low-key just wanted to hop on the podcast because the Raptors beat the Rockets last night. Ah, come on, man. You know that's not the only reason why. You know, that that's really the only reason why. No, it's not, though. But As a fact, you didn't, you didn't even ask me, like, yo, man, low, where's the topics at, man? Where... What's going on? What, what, what are we gonna talk about? You know exactly what you're about to talk about today. No, I'm I'm fully prepared to talk about a whole variety of subjects. Definitely. Sure, sure, sure. All right, yo. What up, podcast people? It's the one and only legend of winning, aka Low. I'm here with my co-host, the sidekick, Agent Zero, the main character fact, himself. How y'all doing today, man? No matter of fact, yo, shout out to the um all Almighty Baller Podcast Network for hooking us up. Shout out to all the people out there showing us love on a consistent basis. Make sure you rate us five stars or whatever platform you're on. Make sure you rate us and, and keep spreading the word. Me and Agent have decided, and we're gonna keep reminding you all this because I see a lot of people consistently asking me when we're going to upload a podcast sunday sunday is going to be one of them it's always going to be on sunday i believe and then wednesday and thursday wednesday or thursday excuse me somewhere in the middle of the week is where we're also going to upload our second one so at the beginning of the week on sunday and the middle of the week on wednesday and thursday but with all that being said bro what's up what's up agent what's up with you bro <laughs> Hey man, you, you you're tempting me, bro. But I'm I'm prepared to talk about a whole variety of topics. Trust me. Um, but you're not though. But no, no, we know we know what happened, though, right? Did did, did you watch it, Lo? Did you watch it happen? All right, bro. Let's 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 go ahead and get this out the way. I'm, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna put some air horn effects. I'm gonna put you know Drake in the background speaking to Toronto, talking about how they're gonna break the winning streak of the Houston Rockets. So for people, so for people out there wondering, we are recording this. The day after the Rockets lost to the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people on Twitter going a little crazy. I think, I think now people are taking them a little bit more serious. Charles Barkley on one of the, uh, he's, he's now on the forefather of the bandwagon club. You know, everybody jumping on that bandwagon now. And, uh, he, he predicted that they're going to make the finals. And I know agent how he feels, but. You know, you know, AJ, I was going, I was going to spit a little stuff, but I'm going to let you get your stuff off real quick. Go ahead, go, man. Oh, man, you're such a great guy. Nah, all man, right. I'm, nah, man, get your stuff off, bro. I'm going to put the air horns in the back and all that, bro. Go ahead and get your stuff off. All man. right, man. Yeah, I'm excited, man, because I told y'all it was going to happen. Now, it's crazy, though. Uh, if you if you watch the game, Raptors were leading big. It was like 19 at half. And then slowly it started to deteriorate, and where they would usually... In previous years, find ways to lose the lead and then choke at the very end is they kept it together. And what the phenomenal thing was is outside of DeRozan's incredibly contested shot uh, late, they had players like Fred Van Fleet out there and Norman Powell, which I think if you're watching games, you're probably used to seeing him out there at the end of games uh, for defensive purposes. And so it was just really dope to see guys who you would assume like 60, 70% of NBA fans don't know about, though. 
Like, who's Fred Van Fleet? You know, Raptors, you know the Raptors-Houston game wasn't put on national television? So, Raptors aren't on TV a lot. So, a lot of people don't get a chance to see him play unless, of course, they just watch streams online. It was just a phenomenal game in general. It was high-octane action. James Harden was showing why he's going to be MVP this year. He was balling out of his mind. Eric Gordon made a couple clutch shots late. Uh, But at the end of the day, man, Lowry was on fire, 7 for 9 from 3, and the Raptors ended up closing it out, ending Houston's 17-game win streak. But more importantly, maybe starting a streak of their own in beating some of the more dominant teams in the NBA. And I've been trying to tell people it's not like a one-two thing. I I put a tweet out, people's immediate response, low, I'm pretty sure people said this to you too, was, oh, it's only going to be a regular season thing. I don't, which is probably the most frustrating response because it immediately tells you, that they don't ever watch an actual basketball team. They just read headlines and make assumptions based on previous events. And so what you're saying when you say something like that is no team that's never did well will never ever do well in the future. You're disregarding any of the improvements they may have made in the offseason, any chemistry issues, any changes to the offense, any improvements to players like DeRozan being able to shoot from three now. And you're just saying none of that matters because I've already built a story for this team. And the story is that this team consistently losing the playoffs. Two years ago, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Last year, made it to the second round. Really, it's whenever they meet the Cavs, they lose. And that's been the story for the East for as long as I can remember. But it's not going to be the story this year because everything has changed. And there's a lot of people who are refusing to realize that. And I don't know if they're Cavs fans or just they're just not informed. Or you're allowed to have different opinions, but... If you don't see him as a threat now, I don't know what, what will change your opinion. They beat Golden State. Oh, it's just, a, it's just a regular season team. they always coming up for excuses. Lo, somebody responded to me in my uh, mentions, and he literally said, but that's not fair because Houston played three games in four nights. And like a few guys liked the comment. And I was like, the Raptors played three games in four nights as well. Like, <laughs> when are we going to stop with the excuses? Like, it's, it's very clear this team is serious this year. And you're going to take him serious. And it's going to take them going to the playoffs and making some noise to make some people realize. But the smart people have already realized it. And it's a beautiful thing. Well, I'll, I'll say this. The one thing that... Oh, first, let me let me get on the game. One of the better games in the NBA over the last, I would say, six months, eight months. Basically, over the uh, since the beginning of the season. I'm trying to figure out if there... I don't want to miss out on a game that um that happened early in the season but it's definitely one of the better games so far in the, in the regular season so if you missed out on it like agent said unfortunately uh it's obvious because of financial reasons the uh toronto they are intercontinental you know is that is that am i using that right no nah, international <laughs> uh, international i don't know why it's intercontinental like it's a title belt with wwf but it's uh it's it's in canada so you know, financially, it's much harder to, you know, um, go out there, get the camera crew, all that other stuff. It's not, though. So, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. I've, I, I, I looked it up. It is. But it's, it's, not, it's, it's not like, it's, it's not, it's not ridiculous. It's not a ridiculous amount of money. However, I will say this. It's not like Toronto was one of the teams that kind of just are surprising people now. This is, this has been like a, a slow build to where we are right now. So it's not like, the idea of having a Toronto and Houston game on national TV would have been ridiculous even in the beginning of the season. So I am a little bit concerned about that. And I think that's a huge reason why people aren't aware 
of what the Raptors are doing because they're winning games. They're playing great basketball. Uh, 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 well, I don't want to get I don't want to get on that first. Back to the game because I don't. I don't want to forget what I want to say. Great game, like you said. Harden played really well. There was a few things that I picked up from Harden that still concern me in the postseason. One of the biggest things are when he's driving down the lane or he's trying to get those foul calls that we all know that he loves to get. There was a few times where, because the Raptors are such a disciplined defensive team, he wasn't getting those calls. So if you're a Houston fan, that has to, you have to be a little concerned about that. He was Second forcing thing, the calls. I don't know if you saw one of the plays he for, near the end of the game. Forces, but he forces he, the calls all the time. Like that's, no, that's he literally grabbed DeRozan's hands, hooked him. Which was the craziest thing. He like stiffed. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He stiff-armed him from behind. He had already beat DeRozan and literally is like stiff-arming him. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Grabbing him and then he yeah. just. Yeah. I know on what on a very about. side note, though, the amount of times DeRozan just getting walked by <laughs> every time Harden. It was crazy. It was just really clear that DeRozan was a subpar defender watching that game. Uh, and Harden was, he was doing a phenomenal job. I, I wouldn't even put any blame on Harden, to be honest, because from, I mean, Chris Paul did the turnover late. It just felt like Harden was trying to do everything to bring him back. Him and Eric Gordon really, um, what did he do wrong? I didn't, I didn't see him do anything. He was, they were getting foul no, calls. No, no, no. I he, think they got double the free throw attempts the Raptors got that game. Like, they were, you know, they were getting yeah, to but the there, line. But there was moments, there was moments down the stretch where it was like, I, I can, I, I see why, I see what makes Harden, um, I see why his game doesn't translate to the postseason. Because when you're in the postseason, you're against, like I said, defenses that are much more disciplined and they're going to understand your schemes and how you get in the lane. And there was a few times where even Valanchunas was very sound defensively, went up vertically, didn't draw the foul, and he just turned the ball over. Matter of fact, towards the end, which in my opinion was actually a good play for DeMar DeRozan defensively, where he kind of got... Harden in the in the rough spot and Harden picked up his dribble and tried to do the bounce pass to Clint Capello on the baseline. And Valanchunas was in a perfect position not only to help with some rim protection, but also played in passing lanes that he always I mean, James Harden does that pass to Compella majority of the time and that actually sealed the game. So defensively, that's the one thing I liked about y'all. Y'all were completely sound and y'all knew what y'all needed to do. Um DeMar DeRozan down the stretch and Kyle Lowry down the stretch were amazing. They have great games. How frequently are, are we going to see it in the postseason, especially from Kyle Lowry? I'm not 100% sure. But the one thing that, that I still liked about the team was that, that everyone else was able to come together and have very, very meaningful possessions down the stretch after they were kind of losing their grip on the lead that they had gained during the first two to three quarters. And what's even crazy is that no one really on the team played that well offensively. Like Ibaka, he well, had the other Lowry did, points. But outside of Lowry, I mean, I mean, I mean, Lowry, outside of Lowry and, and and Demar, it's not like the rest of the unit played f- so phenomenally. Like it's not like you got like fifteen or twenty points from anyone else. Valanciunas played solid. He had fourteen and ten, but Ibaka was like one for five from behind the arc. Norman Powell was zero for five from behind the arc. One for six from the field. Uh, Fred Van Vliet came off the bench and gave you all some points, but he was vastly inefficient. It was really just defense, like defense down the stretch that was able to contain the Houston Rockets. And um, so that that's one thing. Another thing on back on the Rockets, Chris Paul is not the same defender. Nah, that he wants to come on, don't go that far, man. You're wild. No, 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 no. I'm not. And I'm not. And I'm not even. I'm not even trying to. 
it's not really me knocking him because, I mean, at this stage of his career, he obviously he's not going to be the same defender. But it's something that is becoming more concerning because if he's not the same defender, I don't it's, it's going to be a problem with him trying to guard some players in the postseason because you always just known for him to have an elite level defense. I don't even think he should make an all defensive team this year. I saw that kind of going around Twitter as well last night, but that was also another concern for me. Um, and another huge concern for the, for the, um, what, what's the, the, the Rockets? If they're not knocking down their threes, and this is, I mean, this is pretty obvious, but if they're not making their threes, then they're at a, they're at a pretty huge disadvantage. And that's a huge reason why they were playing catch up. Tucker, zero for two. Trevor Reza, zero for three. Chris Paul, zero for three. Um, for all from, all from behind the arc. Um, and, and I, and when you put yourself in that type of disadvantage, it's going to be hard, but I thought it was a very good game. And I think more specifically, DeMar over the last few games, he's been playing really well in the fourth quarter. Like really, really well. He always plays really well in the fourth quarter, man. Man, I, that, yo, that, um, that piston game. Bro, he was looking crazy in the fourth quarter, bro. Like that he was just wasn't, that was he different. Wasn't... If you guys missed the Pistons versus Raptors game of any game this season, I recommend you watch it. Not because it was hilariously intense, but it, it, there was one possession where there was three jump balls. There was a turnover here, an air ball here. It was an absolute disaster, and it went on for like three to four minutes in overtime. It was probably the most hilarious last few minutes in the fourth quarter in overtime in a while. But I wouldn't. I mean, I think everybody was messing up on both sides that game. It was just hilarious to see. The whole chat was going wild when I was watching it. Uh, but I don't think I wouldn't make any judgments based off that. But yeah, Derozan has been playing well. That reckless shot he took from mid range, fading like he was Kobe against the Rockets late. I was like, Derozan, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> but he hit it, and I was like, damn. All right, man, you can't be mad if he hit the shot. Uh, Fred Van Fleet was in the corner once again making. Making things happen. Uh, I know he didn't shoot efficiently uh, looking at the paper, but he was consistently penetrating and creating opportunities for other people. And I, he, there was one point where he was so confident, he just decided to do like a double clutch and throw the ball up, and he got denied late in the paint and fell on his ass. But, yeah, it was a phenomenal game. Shout out to Houston Rockets. Honestly, I was hoping that their win streak just went on and went on. I was hoping like they broke some sort of record. I thought it would have been dope, uh, but against my Toronto Raptors, man, it's just so unfortunate, man, that they had to stop y'all, man. Uh, the way the standings are right now in the season, man, the Cavs are 10 games back from the Toronto Raptors. It's, it's not even close anymore. There's first, there's second, there's Toronto, there's Boston, and then there's a huge drop-off. And the same goes for the West. There's Houston and Golden State. Then there's an insane drop-off. And just like we talked about in the last podcast, Portland and New Orleans somehow still maintaining in Portland with a damn nine-game winning streak, which I think is leading the league right now since Houston lost. Yeah. Y'all, oh, but y'all, are, y'all are right behind them, right? Like seven? seven yeah, eight. we have seven. They got nine, so. Yeah. Yo, let's, let's not. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done talking about the Toronto Raptors, man. Oh, because you, said, you said something crazy on Twitter, Lo. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 keep let's keep this going real quick. I'm not I'm not done. I'm I'm not done because, you know, I, I think I, I think um I don't want to I don't want to overreact to the Cavs right now, right? Because obviously the Cavs are not a regular season team, especially when you have LeBron on the roster and Kevin Love is still missed games. He's still not there. 
They've added new pieces. It's an exciting team. I mean, I'm, I like I like what they've done with that roster, and they have the depth in the players. And when you have a player like LeBron on your roster, it's kind of hard to count against him. So let let me be very very clear about what I'm saying here. That I thoroughly understand what's going on in Cleveland and, and the competition that they have, but let's keep it a buck. The Raptors are by far the best team in the Eastern Conference as as we record this video or as we record this podcast on March 10th. They are by far the best team in the East. For the people out there who saying the, the Boston Celtics, they're not getting Gordon Hayward back. I, I don't trust Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in a postseason just yet. And if your second best player is Al Horford, no knock on Al Horford, but he shouldn't be your second best player. I think that's a problem. Kyrie's amazing, but there's only so much that he can do as an individual. And uh, I believe it was Jalen Brown uh, got that injury. I think he's going to be all right. He looked like he walked oh, off yeah, the court. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown, well, I don't think he's going to be out for the postseason. I think they... they um. They said it was a concussion, so I don't. I don't think he's going to be out for the postseason. Yeah, he should but, be back. But he's going to be back. But still, I just that that team. It's a really good team, very well coached, but just not good enough to really compete with the Raptors or the Cavs. Which means that if the standings stay the way they are right now, which more than likely they are, or at least with the top three teams, because like you said, Cleveland is ten games behind Toronto. Um, Seven Jesus. and a half for seven and a half. Ten. Yeah, that seven, is crazy, by the way. Ten. Oh, there's seven and a half for eight games behind Boston. So more than likely they're going to finish with a third seed. Boston's going to finish second. Toronto first, which means that Toronto will go to the Eastern Conference Finals because no, that means Toronto's going to face uh, Cleveland in in the second round, which should be an interesting matchup. No, 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 no. Cleveland has a third seed. Third, the second round, Cleveland will match Boston in the second round. The Raptors are going to oh, face the Oh, we played four and five in the second yeah, round. Four, right. four, yeah, four yeah, and five. So I think out of the, the out of the four and five right now, which I believe will kind of stay packed, maybe maybe we'll see Philly kind of bump up a little bit. But nah, I think it's impossible to predict. That's yeah. I think, like, I think I think. But really, what I'm saying is between four through eight, I don't see a team that's going to compete with. Toronto, and that's basically who Toronto has to face in the first two rounds. Well, I have a question, Lo. Uh, what's the chances Cleveland drops lower? They're only half a game ahead of Washington and Indiana. And I know people are saying LeBron's not trying and or they'll get over it eventually because in past years they've managed to get over the hump and perform in the playoffs. But unlike past years, not only do they not have Kyrie Irving, they traded away Channing Frye. Who, if you've been paying attention to the Cavaliers in the playoffs, he was monumental in the last couple of years, especially against my Raptors. Dude was like shooting, it was insane percentages in the 60s from the three point line. And so I think they don't have the same scoring threat from three that they did in the past. You could add additions, Jordan Clarkson. Rodney Hood's a, is an all right shooter, but they don't have the, those elite level closing shooters that you can count on no matter what anymore. And for a team that is in top five, in three-point attempts, they rely on that efficiency to come back in games and to be victorious. Like, the reason the Houston Rockets came back against Toronto was because they went on a streak and knocked down, like, four or five threes in a row. And I think one was an and one, too. And so without that same threat there, I just don't know if they have the same firepower to keep up with, even if they route the East 
to keep up with any of the teams in, in that are going to make it to the finals in the West. I just I just don't see it. And so while everybody, I know the Cavaliers and the fans and a lot of the guys in the media are just dismissing the woes, like it's, it's no real big deal. But in the past, they would have issues in January and then February, March, they would fix things up. And then in the playoffs, they would turn things up to another level. But they have different personnel now. And on top of that, you can make the case that LeBron is also getting older and what kind of impact that has on him. And on top of that, low a point that not a lot of people talk about is LeBron usually gets a ton of rest in the playoffs because they route the first round 4-0, sit down for a week. They route the second round like 4-0, maybe 4-1. They get a week off. And then they go into the Eastern Conference Finals, whether they win in five games or six games or four games. They usually get a decent amount of break before they get to the finals. And in the Western Conference, it's a whole new story. Now with the Curry injury, uh, you can make a case that there's going to be longer series, especially maybe even the Western Conference Finals. And so LeBron gets an opportunity for more rest. And I don't think that's ever brought into the equation when it comes to how consistently they've been able to perform. If the Cleveland Cavaliers have to face more competition in the East or teams that have gotten better, it's not going to be the same story. People always pretending like just because it's happened in the past that it's bound to happen again. But if that was the case, then the same team would continue to win every single year. Teams get better, teams get worse. And this year, it's clear that Boston and Toronto have managed to get a lot better and improve on a lot of their deficiencies. And Cleveland, although they've made the trades that on paper should be able to make them adjust and improve, haven't built that chemistry. So I'm just saying the chemistry might be there next month. It might click in the playoffs, but it's not there yet. And I think it's crazy that people are dismissing that just because they always make the finals. Like, even even Jordan didn't always make the finals, right? But I'm sure at the time, people were dismissing, Oh, man, just Jordan! He's going to find a way! But <laughs> it's not inevitable is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yo, I'm just low. I'm, you know how excited I am for the playoffs? Because regardless of what anybody says, people will ignore stats, and they'll really just wait for the playoffs to see huge upset. And then they'll go, no, But see, the Raptors still did this last year. The Celtics did that last year. And they're going to come with the load of excuses. Whatever the excuses are, they got the whole book load of why their team didn't succeed. Also, uh, I don't know. I just think the East is it's a very interesting picture. The teams you thought would do well, like Milwaukee, they lost six of their last uh, eight. They're not performing too well right now. You got teams like Philadelphia going higher. Who knew Indiana was going to be in the playoff race? So there's a lot of unpredictability, man. People need to stop pretending like they know everything. It's crazy. Well, I'll, I'll say this to answer the first question you had about Cleveland kind of finishing possibly fourth. I don't think that's going to happen just because they still don't have Kevin Love. And even though, yes, LeBron may be pacing himself or he may not be caring as much, which I don't think is the case this year. I don't think a player who's played all the games in, in, in the regular season so far, I don't think a player who's setting career highs in certain categories and statistically is arguably having his best year i don't think that player doesn't care you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't think that player is coasting i don't think that's a that's a good reason though like john wall is not there for the wizards you could make a case john wall is a more important player than love like a lot of people are saying when love comes back it's gonna change but wall has been out for like the last few weeks man it's been but i but i think i think i think that's different because i, I think the dynamic between john wall and his team um, doesn't isn't such a lasting impact on the Cavaliers and Kevin Love. I agree that John Wall is a more important player, 
but the ceiling for the Wizards with John Wall on their team still isn't higher of a ceiling with the Cavaliers with Kevin Love on their roster. I think, I, I think that's the I difference. mean, I disagree, but especially with the improvements of Beal this year, you want to talk about uh, I, I don't. I don't think those improvements would happen if John Wall would have stayed on that team. I know, but it's like that all the time. Somebody gets injured. One guy gets a chance. He improves, or he proves that he deserves well, to be I don't, there. I don't think I don't. We may not even see that same Bradley Beal once John Wall gets back because the way they run their offense. Bradley Beal may not get the same. He might not. He might not get as much volume of shots, but he's always been an not always, but he's been an efficient shooter this year. Yeah, I just I don't I don't, I just look at Cleveland and I. I just I don't I don't see them losing the third seed. I don't I don't really see them slipping any any further than the third seed because once you start to slip, I just say that because once you start to slip to the third seed, especially in the Eastern Conference and how closely the teams are when it comes to their record, you can find yourself at the sixth or seventh seed by the end of the um by the end of the um, regular season. So I, I can't see that, but I don't know, man. Like I, I, I I'm 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 I've called it on Twitter. And I'm going to say it here on the podcast. Right now, I think the Raptors could beat the Cavaliers in a five-game series. I mean, excuse me, in a seven-game series. I would say, you got some new rules, my guy? You know what's crazy, though? I saw your tweet, man. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm willing to go that far. Because I don't... Because here's the thing. You never know if the chemistry is going to be there for the Thunder or for the Cavaliers. Because it could click. And they could go on a streak. And it might happen at the right time. I just right now I'm fifty. But those, but those streaks don't really happen in the postseason. Those streaks happen during the regular season. Nah, and they kinda nah, build. they happen in the postseason, bro. No, no, no. I mean, let me let me rephrase that. Those streaks normally don't start in the postseason. Those streaks normally start in the regular season, and they carry themselves on in the postseason. I don't I don't see them catching on fire towards. The, I don't even see them catching on fire at the end of the season, let alone in the first or second round, and then that kind of just carries on to Toronto. Now, again, I could be wrong, but I look at Toronto, I look at their depth, I look at the players that they have on their roster, I look at the defense that they consistently display, their rotations, the rotations, everyone is on the same page. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't, I think people fail to realize that. Yeah, I, I understand that. Like you said, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry struggled in the past, and and they've had their problems. I I don't understand how they cannot overcome those problems and just become better players and a better team. When people when people refer about the stuff that happened with like Washington and stuff like that, man, it happened three to four years ago, man. DeMar DeRozan was twenty four, twenty five. Valanciunas was twenty two. That was that was a while ago. Like it, it wasn't it, the fact that people are still clinging on to certain certain <laughs> things like that when they lost to the the Brooklyn Nets and, and Washington and Dwayne Casey I think it was like in his second or third year as a head coach like we're we're now at a point uh, Masai Masai wasn't even the general manager we're now at a point where it's just a different team defensively they were they weren't even they were one of the worst defensive teams um in, in twenty in twenty fifteen. Here we are now, several years down the line, where they're consistently been one of the top eleven and ten teams on the defensive end this year. They're finishing top five in both offense and defense right now, third in offensive rating, fourth on the defensive end. It's just a different team. Like it's it's a different team. These are not the same players. Demar Derozan's in his prime. Serge Ibaka has made the addition to the roster, and Valanciunas has become better. OG and Anobi, who low low key. Even though he's not going to win Rookie of the Year, obviously his impact on the team 
is just as important as some of the not I'm not gonna say like a Ben Simmons or or even um I wouldn't even say even Alonzo Ball, but for his selection and I understand because of his his past injuries, but his impact on that team is very important on a defensive end. When you have a, a, a group of players like that that are that dynamic on the defensive end and offensively they're extremely sound. The ball movement is great this year, top ten in assists. I, I don't I don't know how I don't know why people are trying to compare apple and oranges just because they bought them at Kroger's. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get I don't the get that. I don't get the bias because when you see teams like the Bucks that are up and coming, and really the only thing up and coming about them is the fact that they have Giannis, right? I mean, aside from that, like they fire their which coach, is true. They, which is true, right. which is true, which is but, true. But Teams like the Bucks get a lot of respect around the league because they're up and coming or they've improved. Of course, Boston has been a staple in basketball for as long as basketball goes, and so they get that level of respect. But there's some teams in the NBA that just don't get it. Like the Raptors will, if they make the finals low, people's response could be, they still lost. Who cares? They still lost. They got lucky. Or if there's if there's even an injury to someone in the top ten in the rotation, it's gonna be this guy. Well, yeah, Kyle Corver was injured. What are the Cavs gonna do? <laughs> really? Is that how far we're gonna go? Even it's I find that absolutely insane, man. Um, I mean, I, I I got to the point as a Raptor fan, man, where I just realized there's no point, man, in trying to convince people that don't watch the games that this team is real. People say, but you guys say that every year, and I'm like, yeah, because they've made improvements every single year. That's how that's how a good managed basketball team works, man. They've made improvements, and then based on the improvements, you can make assumptions on how far they're going to go, right? And then I don't think anybody said they were going to make the finals and win everything, unless, they're, of course, they were a biased Raptor fan in years past. Even this year, you can't make a case they're going to win everything. I mean, they're probably going to get stomped by Houston and or if Golden State is fully healthy in the finals. But if you can't see him making out the East in any stretch of the imagination, man, there might be something up with the that's, way that you know you're crazy. thinking that's, about things. That's the thing that really frustrates me. Let me. We gonna, I'm gonna low key just wrap this up because 30 minutes in the podcast, <laughs> we still talking about the, uh, the rap. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree. And I like if you if we're still gonna look at previous seasons and postseason performances to base our judgment on where this team is at right now. Then by that case, I don't need to hear any argument for why the Houston Rockets stand a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. Because by because by that logic, I haven't seen James Harden yet have a postseason run thorough enough in every single round to where I can make an argument to why he should be in any conversation to be on a roster that can compete with the Golden State Warriors. I just can't I can't see that. What's up, it's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA podcast. When I was in eighth grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball. And ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found simplecontacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you need contacts took me about 15 minutes right before i left for work and we're gonna save you 30 dollars off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com slash almighty or use the enter code almighty at checkout that's 30 dollars off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash almighty or enter the code almighty 
at checkout. Just remember, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 20-20 vision. They don't write completely new RXs or examine eye health. Yep. Anyway, uh, it was an exciting game. Recommend to go back and watch it. Anytime top teams play, I feel like you should tune in. And, and maybe just one last thing. If you're an OKC Thunder fan, you're going to see this year exactly why it was so frustrating to watch the Raptors last year. There's still a lot. There's not enough ball movement on the team. There's a lot of inefficiencies from some of the main players, especially shooting from three. But more than anything, OKC fans are going to quickly realize that when you when you when Westbrook is double team, when Paul George is double team, they penetrate and they kick it to the open Patrick Patterson. He's going to miss the shot. He has a horrible open three point field goal percentage, and so. It's just that. Now they have C.J. Miles makes the shots and Fred Van Fleet's hitting shots. Even DeLon Wright's gotten better this year. So teams with garbage... Is the word garbage too harsh? Teams with bad role players inevitably fail due to a lack of depth because once the focus is shined on the star players on the team, somebody else has to step up. And if there's no Patrick Patterson shooting threes, OKC fans are going to quickly realize the double team will stay on Westbrook and it will make his life very, very challenging in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know why they assumed that he was going to be some lights out shooter, knowing uh-huh. what he was doing last year. <laughs> but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, uh, going actually, low, a lot know. has uh, happened in the NBA. Uh, I don't even know where to go from here, man. I feel like there's a million topics. I, don't know, I was, I was, I was actually going to transition real quick to the West because I because you brought up the OKC, and we ain't really got to talk about this. It's just very interesting. Probably the biggest surprise so far, positive surprise, so far this season is the Western Conference playoffs and how competitive it is all the way is down. Is it competitive though? I, I would I would say outside obviously outside of the top 2 seeds. Everybody else. I mean we're talking about all the way to the 10th seed and the 8th, 9th and 10th seed which are the Clippers, Nuggets and Utah Jazz I, as I record this um, podcast in that order as well. The Clippers are actually in the playoffs. They actually have the tiebreaker uh, against the Nuggets right now. It's safe to say the Jazz are going to make it in. So is, is somebody, yeah, I, and you know, and I was just about to say the, the surprise may be that the Jazz might actually make the playoffs, and not only and not only are they going to make the playoffs, or they could, excuse me, that they would have a better record than the Philadelphia 76ers. And the only reason why I'm picking on the Philadelphia 76ers is because Ben Simmons is on that team. Everyone, I keep seeing people on Twitter saying like it's a lock that Ben Simmons should win the Rookie of the Year. Because his team has the potential to be the sixth seed. Right now, they also have the potential to be the eighth seed. If the, if the, if the, um, if the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, they sneeze too hard and they make a turnover at a pivotal time. They can drop from sixth to eighth. And the same thing can be said about the Utah Jazz. So I, I just, I'm, po- I'm pointing it out one, because the Western Conference is really, really competitive from third to eighth. And I love the fact that there's so many teams, despite the fact that some of them, some of them are dealing with injuries or they just don't have the amount of talent that is needed to really compete. They're still going out there and competing on a night to night basis. And man, Damian Lillard is leading his team and they have 40 wins already. Uh, that's crazy. You know, teams are that's, clinching that's playoff crazy. spots already in the East. <laughs> the Raptors and the Celtics already got a spot. Uh, since there's teams kicked out Sacramento, Dallas, Phoenix. Memphis happened to be on a 16-game losing streak. Jeez. And there's teams being... It's only 20 games left, man. I don't know what it is about the NBA season, man. Is, 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 is Marcus Gasol 
Garbage. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say don't it. Wanna, Go ahead, say it, though. The fact that Marcus saw a player that many people, and, and maybe I kind of, I, I kind of let up on Marcus saw too myself because I didn't really. I still viewed him as one of the better players in the NBA. You know, I was like, all right, you know, seven one <laughs> defensive guy. He's changing his offense last year. He nearly gave you twenty points. You know. He trashed. Like, I, I don't know where, like, how are you this bad? Like, I understand that the, the roster has changed a little bit and there's not that much talent around you. The coach you is make fired too. Supposedly but the fact because that, of him. But the fact that, like, like, the fact that you've, you've, you've become a worse shooter, like, efficient, efficient wise, like, you're not even, Marcus Sola is shooting 41 to 42% from the field right now. He's been shooting That's, worse every year of his career. <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic... I, 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 I somewhat give that a pass over the last two years. Or really last year because he started to shoot more threes. So I give that a pass. But this mm. year, it makes no sense for you to be this bad. And you're not, he, Marcus Saul is not even a good enough player to be one of those players that are putting up good numbers on a bad team. You're not even that type of player. You're just a, a player that is, that's not like really doing nothing. I, I, think, he's a, he's I think he's a 79 overall now, Lo. Jeez. He's, he's but fell that, off. But that's a, that's a pretty harsh fall off. Like he was an all-star last year. And like, not only is he, I think he was all, all defensive player last year as well. If I'm not mistaken. No, he wasn't. Take that back. He wasn't, but he was an all-star last year. And the fact that he fell so far is is ridiculous. You can assume coach probably had to talk about how they need to start losing games. Because, I mean, no team goes on a 16-game losing streak in the NBA. You can win at least one of those just on just on pure luck. Just that day you seem to be hitting all your shots. And so it, it could be one of the cases like Chicago where the guys who are helping the team win aren't getting enough minutes. But it's not the case because he's getting a decent amount of minutes. Man, he goes... An average between like 32 or 33 per game. It's just really weird because to start the season, there was the whole issue about uh, the rumors that Marcus Gasol helped get the coach fired. And then they were like, how is the coach the problem? I feel like the problem is everything around the coach. Uh, and and then now you look at the team play. He's not only shooting inefficiently. I'm looking at some of the stats. This hurts to look at. This, I mean, yeah, it does. It hurts to look at. Yes, he's a great. He's a good. Not I was gonna say great. He's a good defensive player, and a lot of that doesn't show up statistically. So he has value. It's not that he's a sixty overall, but I think he's a seventy nine now, and I wouldn't even place him as a star, let alone an all star. And yeah, you're right. That is a significant drop off. Um, twenty four million next year he's making. That's and the year after that, twenty five million. Jesus. Oh my it's, god! And, yep. and, and for people out there who are gonna hit me up on Twitter, like, oh, it's a player option. He's taking that player option. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure he's he, not gonna get a better offer, though? <laughs> he, he t- I can't. I can't remember who who we talking about, but someone hit me up on Twitter, like, oh my god, that last year he's not really on bucks. He's not really on the bucks. He has an option, and I'm like, it's a player option, bro. He taking that money. Like, I don't know why you think that he's not gonna take that money. Marcus saw taking that money, man. Yeah, and uh, Mike Conley's getting paid a little bit more than that, but but about actually he's getting paid a lot more than that. If I'm not mistaken, no, thirty. I think it's like thirty million, like five, seven million. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking right now. Yeah, it goes up every year. It's back. Uh, twenty eight, thirty, thirty two, thirty four. Jeez, that team was. What were they thinking during free agency, man? I guess you want to keep the team together. There's some areas like Memphis. I sympathize as a guy from Toronto. That like it's challenging sometimes to get people to your city. And just to keep a core team, 
But I assume that paying this amount of money, is, they assume this is like a team that could build off of. And I'm sure they, they tried to do that forever now, though. They've had the same core for a while. You know, no longer Zebo, but, I mean, Marcus Mike Conley, and then they try and fit in the pieces and get the right guys, and they pay crazy money to players. Like, didn't Chandler Parsons get, like, a, a ridiculous contract with them? So, I guess this is just a case of a... I don't know if it's a poorly managed team or they just can't catch a break, but one of the, one of the two is happening. And, uh, and, and because of that, they have very little flexibility in the future, and they don't necessarily have a bright one. And so while other teams are rebuilding, I feel like their rebuild might take a little bit longer, man. It's going to have to happen in the draft. And yeah, I guess the, the 16 or was it 17 game losing streak, uh, that's, that's definitely, they're definitely in first place right now. <laughs> they keep it up, man. <laughs> they're going to stand the best odds to get the first round pick. And then it's just going to so happen that a team like, I don't know. What, what's the team that gets lucky all the time, though? I don't New know, York. You talk. You talking about picks? Yeah, it's it's, it's protected. But I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, the Celtics have their pick. Jesus, <laughs> how many how many picks is Celtics? Celtics got everybody's pick. If I'm let me, I'm gonna double check while you talk about something else. But let me let me just double check real quick. Uh, because... there was another uh, there was another case. Remember uh, on the last podcast we talked about DeRozan and Kevin Love coming out. Uh, I believe it was Kelly Oubre uh, came out talking about. His experiences uh, with mental health, and he was saying like his his parents and his his family used to always say like, "Yo, just keep it strong. Don't let people see your weakness." But he came out saying like, "Yo, it's very challenging. Like, there's a lot of stress involved." And uh, right when I saw it, I think it was immediately after we finished recording our last podcast. I was like, "Damn it! I wish I read this earlier because I think it would have been a great addition to the last podcast." And so I guess that domino effect of players. Uh, openly talking about mental health, and the th- mental health is continuing, and I just thought it was dope. I hope, uh, so I hope if LeBron comes out and says something low, which by the way would be, would be pretty bad timing, considering like everybody's kind of badgering him for free agency details. Uh, if like a star player, uh, another star player comes out, it might just be like a, an avalanche of guys just speaking freely about their experiences. But uh, and it's always interesting to read for me. I mean, I make YouTube videos low, and I'm really stressed. I can't imagine what it's like for them where every day people get on TV, reporters get on their computers, and they're just writing about them and talking about them. And like we just call Marcus Saul disappointing and he and Marcus Saul might come across this or a newspaper or an internet article. And he's gonna have to read it and he might disagree, he might agree, whatever the case is, it's this very stressful position. So it's I guess just for me curious by contrast to read into some of their lives. A lot of people like, especially in the public light, they don't like to open up like that. But uh, I don't know if you missed it, Lo. You should read it. It was an interesting article. Um, not not trying to be mean, but it's Kelly Uber, so I'm not going to read it. Yo, um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, um, that was mean, yo. What the, the, Celt- <laughs> the Celtics uh, have uh, Memphis 2019 pick is top eight protected, and then it rolls over to 2020. In 2020, is top six protected, and then in 2021, it's unprotected. So low key, they might actually ha- get another top draft pick coming soon, which is crazy. Which, which uh, is really really crazy. Celtics are one of the, if not the best managed team in the NBA. I don't even so. know how they got that. I need to figure out how they got that pick. <laughs> you need to make a video. Well, that would be a dope video if you just made a video about how the Celtics finessed the entire league 
into giving them all their assets. That that's a phenomenal title. I can give you that one too. You could take that one, bro. Oh, oh thank uh, you. Thank you. No problem, man. I'm great with titles. Yo, well, thank I'd love to get your opinion on something, man. Uh so the Lakers were playing uh the Nuggets, and it was what I'll call a scruffuffle uh near the end of the game. Jamal Murray, the Canadian brethren from Kitchener. Oh, you're talking about this clown. Yo, yo, Jamal Murray, you're lucky you actually a solid player, not actually like <laughs> like you as a player. Yo, because Jamal Murray, you bugging. I and the thing that really, really bothers me about Jamal Murray. Yo, wait, wait, explain it to the people who who didn't catch the game because I didn't. Everybody know what happened. This man, Jamal Murray, last. Well, first of all, the first time they played, and I actually I think it wasn't even the first time they played. It was just the first time they were in Denver. And the Lakers played the Nuggets in Denver. They won. And Jamal Murray came down the court and dribbled around Lonzo. It's kind of hard to explain what happened. But he literally, like, kind of dribbled down and threw the ball around Lonzo Ball, ran around Lonzo and went to go grab the ball. Really, he did something real extra. Like, something really, really extra. Yeah. So then, the last time they played, which is last night, they went again, and they're in, in Utah. I mean, they're in um, Denver. And again, I don't, I don't think that he does this unless they're in Denver. And he, I know he doesn't do this to anybody else. It's not like they're like one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they're <laughs> and they 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 they're struggling to find wins. No, like they they they're winning games. And for whatever reason, he deems it nece- he deems it necessary to be a sore winner. And he gets into, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a verbal back and forth with him and Lonzo. It really wasn't yeah. even a back and forth. He just said something to Lonzo that was kind of like out of bounds. And it's like, like, yo, yo, one, like, uh, cool, like, like, act like you, you know what winning feels like. Like, I understand coming up, he, he's trying to find his footing in the NBA. A lot of people slept on him. He's having a really solid year this year putting up 16, 17 points on really solid, efficient numbers. Last year, he was a rookie, and people, again, slept on him this year. He putting up solid numbers. I I get that, and I, I applaud you, Jamal Murray. But, like, you know, if you're going to be doing stuff like that, bro, just do it to everybody. Like, try to it put was... everybody on notice. Don't be, like, trying to pick on Lonzo. As if, like, Lonzo actually, he's doing it to, like, the the one player in the NBA who doesn't really care. Nah, but uh, who was it? Lonzo said he wasn't going to, he didn't want to give him the response that he was looking for, but uh, at least what happened the other day, I don't know what happened before this, I didn't even know there was a backstory to this, but uh, Jamal Murray was trash talking, and then I guess Luke Walton also heard it, and yeah, yeah, Luke, Luke Walton had to be restrained by the referee, because, you know when, like, Lo, you know when you're, you're, you're with your boys, and like, somebody says something, and you know the guy is not really down to fight, but he makes it seem like he is. Like, yo, try to help me. Yo, yo you talking. It was one of those. You knew he wasn't going to try and fight. Yo, but I he think, still wanted- yo th- thank you for saying that. Because Luke Walton definitely put some sauce on that. He was, Luke Walton is not about to fight anyone. But he was definitely like, I'm not going to let you do this to my guy. But it was also one of those things like, I'm going to make a scene. Just so everyone on the team knows like, I'm, I'm cool with y'all. But like, Luke Walton really wasn't going to. Do yeah. nothing. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely a player's coach. Like, you know, some coaches like Stan Van are he's, more he's authoritative. He's a player. He's still a, he's still a player. Like, he's like 38, 39, 40 yeah. years old. Yeah. yeah. It was funny because, uh, I mean, we, we take Luke Walton right now and he's a coach. But I remember when Kobe was playing with him, he was he was meme city. People always meme Luke Walton for being a useless part of the Los Angeles Lakers. 
And he was just a, start, a starting small forward. <laughs> and people were like, yo, Kobe needs more help. And Luke Walton was just there doing what a lot of people accused him of is nothing. But in that case, I guess he was standing up for his teammates. And uh, he seems like a quote-unquote smart guy. Uh, although the team's not doing too hot this year. Yo, Lou, I want to get your opinion on one more Laker issue. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Got. One, the fact that Luke Walton at any point in his time in the NBA was labeled as a starter is crazy. So that's one. <laughs> Two, if you're Jamal Murray, bro, go do that to Brandon Ingram. Because Brandon Ingram was drafted with Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, for those who don't know, was drafted seventh by the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray, so far in his career, is playing just as well, if not better, than Buddy Hill. He's definitely playing better than Buddy Hill. Chris Dunn, Dragon Bender, and then the other two that's debatable are Jalen Brown and Brandon Ingram. So if you want to go like start some shenanigans like yo I'm I'm better than y'all and I was seventh pick and no one doesn't talk to me talk about me because I'm in Denver like bro go do it to the people who were drafted before you you're doing it to a player but, I mean I think you're being I think you're being too critical of him I mean there's plenty of players in NBA history who've trash talking I think but for that Lonzo but, but, but why only Lonzo I'm, I'm confused but That's I think Lonzo for plenty about. of reasons is an easy target but you know what was very then you ironic were sucker then. you were I don't, I don't want to say what I really want to say, but you you bugging it. Like, why are you, why are you picking but, on the easy target when you're actually a good player, Did you see Lonzo's player, response? Lonzo said he didn't want to give him the reaction he wanted. That guy's a clown. And immediately the internet got to roast. And they're like, yo, your dad is the definition of a clown. And people were just going in on Lonzo because of his that's, response. That's different. Like, what, what is Lonzo going to do? He's going to talk about his dad? Like, come on. What type of, what type of stuff No, but it's just funny because when his dad's acting like a fool, saying he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, or, I mean, I think it's entertaining. I don't mind it. But a lot of people consider him a clown. So he comes around and he says, I don't want to give Jamal Murray the response he wanted. Obviously, Jamal was being a, a A1 troll in this situation. And I think he did end up getting the response he wanted because the internet saw Lonzo's response and they saw the irony in it. And they just went to attack. And so it wasn't even like a, a it was a two-pronged hit, Low. It was a two-hit combo. Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray with the right, and then the, the, the internet hit him with the left hook. And it was just a one-two right there. It was funny to see, honestly. Uh, but uh, I kind of agree with, with Long. But you know, it's, it's, it's entertaining, right? Who cares? I mean, Gary Payton, Michael Jordan, they both trash-talked in the past. Look, I, I have I had no problem with trash talk. You, you still, I think you're missing the point I'm No, saying. I see what you're saying. Why Lonzo? But it's not, it's not even really that. Like, if you, if you trash-talk, that's cool. I just don't see you. Like, because when, um, when Patrick Beverly did it in the beginning of the season, I understood what he was doing, right? I, I get right. that. I, I knew what he was trying to do, right? And on top of that, that's Patrick Beverly. Like, he does that to a lot of players. Maybe so, he's trying to build that reputation. He wants to start off with Lonzo. Why are you starting with a rookie? Like, man, go do, go do because that. Because how, how do you else. get the most clout? You don't get clout from, from, from talking smack to, name me a player. Like, who, who? But that's, for, to me, that's, that's the best Kemba clout. Walker? Bro, that's, that's no. the, that's the best clout. Like, like if you look, go back and go back and know, like, Larry Bird's, Larry Bird shit talking. Larry Bird's trash talking, the best trash talk that he had wasn't against like some of the better <laughs> players in the NBA. It yo, was come against, on, yo. People are people are rating trash talking on nah, the internet. Saying, now. It was it was it was against some random players. Like you can't just go for the, yeah, the highest yeah, yeah. star. Like sure, Larry Bird had his back and forth with Dr. J, and that's true. But Larry, some of Larry Bird's most iconic trash talking moments was against random players. Same thing with Michael. Same thing with Reggie Miller. 
he talked to Michael one time, but he was trash talking John Starks like every single playoff round. Like, so like, why, like, come, like, just chill out, bro. Like, like, go, go do what you need to do. Again, I would go harder on Jamal Murray, but he, he actually a really solid player and I actually like him. He on the come up. So I'm going to let him slide a little bit, but man, chill out, Jamal Murray. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining anyway. Uh, I forgot what other late. Oh, uh, I forgot uh, who they were playing, but there was a game in the last week, though, where Isaiah Thomas single-handedly lost the game. Did you did you watch this game? Uh, not only did he turn it over, but in the last play, he got stripped trying was, to go um, for the shot. That was a Portland game. Yeah. So because we, we actually could have won that game. Yeah, we how, do, how do you feel about, like, you think he should even be getting minutes? I, I'm curious what Laker fans think. I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, let me not, I'm not trying to sit here and speak for all Laker fans. One. Two, I said as soon as we got, um, as soon as we got him, I thought that we should have waived him. And that's not really that's not, not even that would be kind of reckless. But that's, right. not, but that's not that's not really even a knock against Isaiah Thomas as a player. It's like Isaiah it Thomas, is. if you want to prove that you're you have some value in the NBA, I don't really think he's going to be able to provide enough evidence on a team that's more likely not even going to make the playoffs. Like if he actually wants to show people that he he's a he's still a really good player, he would have to have a little bit more months underneath his belt when it comes to him going to free agency. Because really, what he's about to start saying is, "Remember those twenty games I played for the Lakers?" Like that's not that's not a big enough sample size for him to actually go get the money that he believes that he deserves. So yeah, it's- so I, in my opinion, they should have just waived him. I think that actually, and they they can still waive him. And I honestly believe that's the best option for him because I don't think him being on a team that's trying to rebuild, coming off the bench. I mean, he's basically now become the player that people thought he should have become anyway, which is a bench player. But I don't, I don't think that's Real, okay. You, you're pushing no, OD no, 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 right no, I'm now. Not, I'm not saying he's a bench player, but I'm, what I'm saying is he's coming off the bench. That's something that many people were saying anyway. And so if you're coming off a off the bench for a team that's not even going to make the playoffs, you're basically Again, that's more evidence that people are saying that if you can't even start on the Lakers or at least get more than 25 minutes of playing time on the Lakers, then I don't know where we're going to fit you on our roster. So for Isaiah Thomas himself, I would actually request to be waived. I mean, it's not like he's getting paid a lot of money. I think he's only getting paid like five, seven million dollars so they can waive him. I don't I don't if, if I'm Isaiah Thomas, I would definitely request to be waived and I can go sign to a team that's going to make the post the postseason. That's what I would do. Uh, yeah. Uh, yo, Lo, I think it was like four or five podcasts ago. I was I was poking fun at MCW for his atrocious efficiency on the floor, uh, and uh, I think it was uh, was it against was what, MCW? I think I watched that game. Yeah, I was. I was there at the Hornets game. That was the game I was sitting courtside. I looked at Waleed and I was like, Waleed doesn't know any of the players. He literally had to Google it. Literally, the, the most undeserving person. Of course, I seats ever accompanied me at the game. It was crazy. He literally Googled DeRozan's face and was trying to match which one was DeRozan. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so I pointed at MCW when I was at the game. And I was like, yo, that guy is one of the worst players in the league. He's shooting almost the worst. I actually don't know of anyone who's shooting worse percentages than this guy getting this many minutes. And then literally as I was saying that, uh, I think he like... He might have like you know, remember when uh, Dwight Howard was with the Lakers and he was going up with two hands for a standing dunk and then somebody swatted the ball but they hit his hand and so like his hand like flung back down even though his momentum was going up and he tore his shoulder and there was that whole injury 
Uh, it wasn't like that, but there was definitely a moment where MCW was holding on to himself. And he continued to play, and it didn't seem like an issue. But apparently they're saying that he's out for the season. And uh, not only did he finish this season uh, playing around 16 minutes per game. Look, I just want to outline one more time, just because it's so horrible. He shot 33% from the field on 16 minutes. I'm not going to lie. He, I'm, he I'm, looking, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't know how he's still in the NBA. It's it's ridiculous. Now, I mean, the Hornets pretty much had no risk signing him. They signed him to like a what was like a one year three million dollar deal, right? And so whatever, he's not doing well. Just sit him on the but bench me, at the end I, of the rotation. I'll say, I'll say this, and I'm not really trying to cut you off. I think they do. I think you are risking it. I think you are putting people at a risk. The only thing you risk is a rotation spot. But like that, if you want to have, a but full that's 15. the problem. There's way too many players who are out of the NBA in the start of the season. Are way too many players who are in the D League who jumped up from the D League into the NBA, or excuse me, the G League. Now in the NBA, who who are performing great, but you're sitting here and you're giving a player who's 26, looking at 27 by the end of this year, another chance? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And we already know his style of play doesn't work in the NBA. He's going to come off the bench. He's six 6'6 player who can't shoot the three. He can't space the floor. Not a great finish around the rim. Like, you already know who MCW is. So why are you giving him another chance? But there's these other players that have been in and out of the G League. Or, like, Gerald Green didn't even have a job before the season started. So you're telling me that you decided to sign... Oh, to be fair, he could have easily got a job playing basketball somewhere. He just wanted to play in one. Like, he didn't... See, no, he had no, 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 no. From my went. understanding, Gerald Green was turned down by multiple organizations. And he was attempting Ow. to get back. Robert into- Sacre was in a league, low. He was like <laughs> he, he was attempting to get back into the league, and no one. The Rockets were really the only team that gave. Oh him no, I'm, I'm not talking about the NBA, but I'm saying he could have went to the Chinese league, Euro league, Turkish league. Like well, this. Let, let, let Michael Carter Williams go to the Chinese league. Then what? Why are you giving him money? <laughs> That's my whole point. Why are you giving Michael Carter Williams money? And there's a whole bunch of other teams out there. I mean, excuse me, a whole bunch of other players. That deserve a chance. Like I, I just, I don't, I don't get that part. Like I don't. He's been in the NBA long enough for us to understand like what's going on, and like he, he shouldn't be in the, he shouldn't be in the conversation anymore to be one of the better, to be one of the players that are giving an opportunity. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. On on the note of opportunity, uh, I don't know if you heard, Brandon Jennings got a ten year, ten year with the Jesus, Bucks. That'd be, yeah, ten day deal with the Bucks. Yeah, with the Bucks. Uh, he just came. I think he's playing in the G League earlier. Um. Which is interesting. Brandon Jennings is one of the players that skipped college to make money right away playing professionally. And it ain't working out too well for him. <laughs> I'll take that back. Hey, take that back. Still- if, he, if, if he did it for money purposes, I guess he's fine. No, nah, he, I mean, he's, he had a good career. I mean, way better than average. And Was he an all-star at one point or was he really close? He was an all-star, right? I don't, I'd be surprised I don't, I don't wanna, if he was I don't, 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 don't want to say that. I don't want to say he was one. All right. Now i got to check for the sake of the podcast. Because yeah, yeah, if, if he wasn't, no, he was never, I'd actually he was never be an all-star. surprised. Never an all-star. That is crazy. That's almost like Lou Williams never being an all-star, man. <laughs> wow. Brandon Jennings. No, he was man. He was below average um, starter. <laughs> yeah. This guy Lowe is ridiculous. He just looked at the numbers for one second and said, no, he, oh, he did shoot. Hor- That's oh what I'm my saying. god! I just, I just noticed, like, oh his, my god, his shooting was bad throughout his entire career. 
Yo, he averaged 38%. In, oh, I didn't he's know it was shooting, that bad, He's low. shooting below 40% in an era where it's actually set up for you to be successful from the field. Like, that's crazy. Jeez, I, I didn't know it was that bad. How did he get another chance? Damn. That's a, that's a good question. Like why? Yeah, that, like that's Lowe's cue to go. If you're if you're the Bucks, <laughs> why are you waiting this late to sign someone like Brandon? Like that doesn't like like stuff like that. That's the stuff I be thinking about sometimes. I be like, bro, like how are these? How are some of these better teams constantly finding talent, but some of these trash organizations keep signing the same like twenty players? It's like, bro, we already done seen what these people can do. Like, why are you still? Why are you still signing them? Like, I don't get that. The only exception would have been if Dallas Mavericks actually gave Iverson a chance. I like saying when he was like 38. I'd be like, yo, just give Iverson a chance, man. All right, I want to see him in the league one last time. Uh, but in these situations, I mean, I'm assuming he's been playing really well in the G League is why he's got this opportunity. Uh, and, and surprisingly, low, there's been a lot of players. In, it might reach the point eventually, low, where a majority of the players in the NBA once played in the G League. Because it's, whether it's, like, I'm just thinking on the Raptors alone. Pascal Siakam. Van Fleet, DeLon Wright, Bruno Caboclo, uh, Jakob Pertl. Actually, I don't think Pertl was ever on there. But it's like a lot of players, especially since teams are realizing statistically that you stand a better chance of developing your players if you have a G League team in your city so you can conveniently move people up and down. We talked like a couple cup. A couple podcasts ago about how many times the Raptors move Caboclo. It must be a, a record because he's been moving like literally every other week. He was moved to the G League, then two weeks later back up to the team. Uh, but yeah, you, it's working, definitely. And everybody's catching on to the trend. Literally in the last five years, though, there's been a huge influx in uh, teams in the NBA interested in getting a G League affiliate. And they've all been going out and doing that. And so the G League teams themselves have more talent now. And so the league as a whole, I'm assuming, is getting better, uh, better CPMs, revenue. I don't know. It's getting me a little bit excited, though. A lot of people don't look at the G League as a, an actual option when it comes to watching basketball. But if you're living in the city and the ticket is like $8, you're like, yo, why, why wouldn't I go to this game? Especially because a couple of these players consistently play on the, the like they play for the Raptors, right? You go to a game, there's a couple guys there. They're not on the roster currently. But you, anyway, I just thought it was really cool. Shout out to the G League, man. Or, what these called the D League, and they they're getting brands for everything. Low. That's a fact. <laughs> we need to call our podcast the the Pepsi Off Top Podcast. You know, the Pepsi Off Top. We're gonna get in that bag. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, or something like that. No, no, no. The we, the Panasonic Off Top Podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, oh man. I, I guess a low low key yo, Even though we may talk about something else, the only reason why this man agent wanted to jump on the podcast because he wanted to talk about the no. Rappers. That's the that's the reason no. why. That's the reason why. Not true. Yo, Not I, true I, at I, all, I, man. I love I was, it though. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel it. I feel it. Lo, I told you, man. I was I was. I'm very open to talking about a whole variety of topics, man. I mentioned. No, that. no, you're not. Um, Kawhi apparently is is set to return on Thursday. I don't know about that. No, no, no. I, I, it's breaking right now. Like it's on Twitter. It's, okay, I just thought you heard a rumor. No, somewhere. no, no. Like it's it's, oh, on, it's on Twitter right now. Like people are talking about it. Okay. He's um coming back. I, Woes just dropped so, it. Woes just dropped it too. ESPN. Man, that means it's that, that means that's it's fact. Uh, he said, legitimate. Said on uh, yeah. the San Antonio Spurs, Kawhi Leonard could return as early as Thursday game against the New Orleans Pelicans. League tells oh. me that bearing a setback Thursday versus the Pelicans is indeed the target return of Leonard to the lineup. 
a target return as if he's working on something, which is in contradiction to what we've been hearing the doctors said about how he's available to play and he's technically cleared. Uh, but, I mean, if, if it's true and he stays healthy, it might take a second to readjust, but that's going to be the third seed. Yeah. Um, I, I would... I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's enough, though. Obviously, I don't think. I don't Come on, man! Don't say that, bro. Come on, yo. I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's enough to com- I don't think it's enough to compete with, with either one of them. To be honest with you, the Warriors or the. I know they'll lose in the playoffs, but they'll make third seed. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, if, yeah. I, I would, yeah, I, I agree. I go back to favoring them to make the third seed if he's there. I agree. Yeah. Um, definitely. but if not, if if Dame keeps it, I don't know, bro. Like Dame, we might have to Dame. Oh come on, man! You don't think the Spurs with Kawhi back can 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 just pass the the, the Trailblazers? The Trailblazers—it's in the name, low. All right. Oh, chill. <laughs> like, wow, this guy right here. He, no, they've been they've been on fire, it. bro. Like, and I, I I gotta give their respect, bro. They've been they've been playing great. Uh, you can't stay on fire forever. Eventually, you gotta cool down, right? I guess. I guess. Yo, this is actually something funny I saw. So remember when I think last last podcast we were talking about how. The um the NBA warned the Chicago Bulls about not playing Justin Holiday and um Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. Yeah. So they, they got together and they were like, How are we gonna tank but still play both of those players that we know for a fact gives us a better chance to win games? So uh, against the Detroit Pistons, the first quarter against the Pistons, right? They play Robin Lopez and um and Justin Holiday all 12 minutes of the first quarter. <laughs> and from that moment on, they never saw the court again. How mad would you be if you're one of those players, man? Not only that, yeah. not only that, they ended the quarter with a 5-point lead. And I'm I'm, I'm telling you right now, this man Fred Hoiberg must have got some type of call from from Gar Foreman. Was like, "Yo, I don't care what the league is telling you, pulling them players out right now, because we trying to tank. Like we we losing. Like there's no way we not we not by here and keep winning these games. They played them for 12 minutes and then literally pulled them for the rest of the game, bro. That's that's tough. First of all, I guess it's great for the players' stock." I mean, you just get in the game automatically. You're doing well, and then you leave, and the team just falls apart. But it's it's bad for the coach. I mean, I mean, just the, just the stuff like the coach's record in general. When you're a coach on a losing team, this this I mean, your job is on the line, right? There's not many coaches that can stand losing years and continue to hold that job for too long. I can only name a handful that been able to do that. People, for whatever reason, management always thinks the coach is the issue, and they're firing people left and right. And so I guess it hurts the coach's position. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're pretty blatant with it then, huh? They said the first quarter, and that's it. After that, you guys are not playing anymore. They don't care. I guess to a certain extent, what, what, what's the NBA going to do, Lo? They're going to find them. I guess right. find them. How? How? What do you say when you're finding them? They're playing the players you told them to play. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. When in- you do that, then I get the NBA can't really do nothing because they weren't specific on how many minutes they had to play. Yeah. The NBA is going to put out a statement. Yep, they got to play at least 13 minutes per game. And then they put him in for an extra minute. I'm about to say, they're literally going to play them for the first 12 minutes and then the last minute of the game, and that's that's 13. Nah, you wouldn't put them in the last minute of the game because they might 
They might shock oh, a no, comeback. Well, no, Those no, no. Are By that time, they, they've already, the lead is so ridiculous <laughs> that no, they're not, they're not going to come back. Yo, how, how long do I have to wait before I say that Zach Levine isn't that good of a player? Uh, I'd wait till like mid next season. Okay. All right. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking just... at his numbers right now and they looking kind of sus. But he, you mean to say for you, you want the boiler, boilerplate response lower? Do you have it handled? I know people are going to say he came back from an injury and he's on a new team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that stuff. So that's, that's the reason I'm asking. Like, how long do I have to wait before I, I say, like, he's not, he's, he's just not the same player that people thought he was. Also, as a side note, Larry Marketing earlier this year, he broke the record or he was like the first player or he's the fastest, yeah. fastest player in NBA history as a rookie to get to like a hundred three pointers made or something like that. If I'm not mistaken, Donovan Mitchell is now the, the fastest player to 153 pointers. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, hey, he's, he's got a, a rookie a fa- of the year. He's the fastest player to 153 pointers. I say all of that to say for the people out there who keep bringing up these three-point records, especially for the rookies, settle down, okay? When, when you talk about, like, rookies setting three-point records, it's very similar to, like, to artists setting streaming records, right? Like, in, like, 30, 40, 50 years ago, no one wasn't counting. No one, no, streaming didn't exist. And then over the last 10 years, people didn't know how to, under, they didn't understand how to um, profit off of streaming and how to count streaming and now all of a sudden you have all these, uh, any, all these artists who are like, oh my God, I, I broke this streaming record or this streaming record. Like Drake breaking a, a, a Apple streaming rep- record, even though they just start counting streaming, streaming, streaming numbers over the last two <laughs> or three years. Like, calm. That was the best analogy I ever yeah, heard. Like, from yeah, you like, yeah, like, calm down. Like they, we, we just start recognizing streaming over the last like three or four years and people really didn't understand how to monopolize and manipulate it because people were really starting to do that. Monopolize. Yet again, another podcast for low makes up word, man. Monopolize. Yeah, monopolize. Monopolize. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they, but you, yeah, people he, didn't know, understand how to like, how, they didn't know how to count the metric and measure it and make the profit off of it. The same thing is going on with three pointers. Yeah. Three, pe- three pointers didn't exist in the seventies, people, and, and beyond that. And throughout the eighties, through the early, through the two thousands, people really didn't understand how to fully recognize the three pointer and monopolize off of it, right? Head ass. People, <laughs> yep, yep, good one. People didn't, people didn't necessarily know how to how to um, construct their offense around three pointers the way that they're doing now. So three point records are going to be broken nearly every single year. So settle down, settle down, everyone, because Donna, Donovan Mitchell, not, not, not you, kind of pushed it. No, Don, it takes a lot. Oh, it does. It, ta- it, it takes. Let me let me be, be clear. It takes a lot. But like Donovan Mitchell wasn't even starting in the beginning of the season. Has started to receive a little bit more minutes. Obviously, as the season has progressed, and he's already passed Larry Markkinen, already passed him. So, like everybody, just chill out for a second with the three point records, bro. Like, also the Bulls are trying to combust, so that might have played a factor as well. Like they don't really want any players. I know. Well, Mark Markkinen, Markkinen, he's 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 one of those rookies who slow down as the year continues to progress. Rightfully so. I mean, you're rookie, rookie, you're gonna hit that rookie wall, and I, I get that. But he's not. Like him and Tatum really slowed down as the uh, season kept going on, and and that's really what happened. Because if I'm not mistaken, and I'm looking at it right now, over the last 17 games, I don't know why I stopped at 17 games. Let me go 20. Well, I'll say this: over the last 17 games, marketing is shooting 25 percent from behind the arc. So he's 
he's getting worse. Yeah. Jeez. So like, again, like I'm saying, like that was the beginning of the season. He slowed down. Other players who are shooting threes are now catching him. And those records are going to continue to be broken just because people weren't really counting three pointers or looking at stats like that throughout NBA history until now. So chill out people. Uh, it's, it's more so just there's more volume of three point shots being taken now than in the past, right? True, 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 but just chill out. Yo, Carmelo, true, yo, Loki and we why in this podcast, I know. I don't want to talk about Carmelo. Yes, no, Carmelo. I don't All right, go ahead, go. Then go you got it. You got it. No, I said I don't want to talk about no, that. No, no, okay, okay. We'll, we'll move on to something else then. Because I was, I was about to say something, but we got it. We got it. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't, I don't want to keep beating a, a dead horse. You know, you got it. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right, no. Right. Definitely dead. Yeah, he's gone. Long gone. Yeah, you're right. Um, yo, look, I, I want to end the podcast right here, man. Uh, we haven't done the highlight play. Did we do it last yeah, we week? we did. What? Oh, okay. No, I, yeah, I remember. I gave Rudy Gobert. Okay, uh, it's only been a couple days since, man. We're gonna need another highlight player from you, Lo. Jesus, man, I gotta give, gotta give. This is this is low key. The podcast is ending like a little over an hour, and we literally spent like nearly half of the episode on the Raptors. You just want to do a podcast? Yes, yeah, they're a great team, man. What you're can right, I say? Right, right. What can I, mean, I say, man? Like you, we don't, we don't get enough. <laughs> oh, I'll say this. Well, I'll give the highlight player slash team to the Raptors. So you can't. Oh, so, wow. so you so wow. you can't do it. I think it was someone I was. I, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. Do I that. was uh, allegedly. I was illegally streaming a Raptor game. Allegedly, allegedly. So you didn't really do it. it yeah, was allegedly, 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 okay. allegedly. And one of the um, I guess he was a broadcaster. He said something along the lines of that Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry, which I'm looking at right now, and it is true. Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry have actually played. Fewer minutes, they've actually taken a step back minutes per game-wise. However, their PER has increased over the last year, since the last year. Indeed it has. Which, uh, and more than that, low an interesting stat. The Raptors have the third most wins in the playoffs in the last three years. So that team you guys keep saying, choking in the playoffs. <laughs> Numbers don't back it up, man. Uh, I think that back. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. Demar per hasn't increased, but Kyle Lowry's per has increased. So Kyle Lowry's a more streaky player. DeRozan's a lot more consistent. Uh, I guess. All I know is, um, yo, like, yeah, yeah, yo, they playing good. Obviously, this has been the um, the Toronto Rap- Raptors podcast. Um, and I think I think Kyle Lowry. Do you want to do that, low? Do you want to just transition to a focused? Only ever talk about no, the Raptors because, podcast. I'm nah, down. Nah, I'm down nah, if you're trust down. Trust me, because if the Raptors lose in the postseason on some ridiculous stuff, you you know you know you'll never hear the end of it. Oh yeah, you're getting dedicated. For exactly. You know you know you sure. know you'll never hear the end of it. But yeah, shout. All right, I'll give this though to a specific player. Shout out to Kyle Lowry because people love to give a lot of hype and praise to Demar recently. Not not saying everyone, but I've I've seen a lot more of it. Kyle Lowry over the last. Um, 24 games since he's been back. He suffered an injury a little bit in the um, middle of um, uh, January. Since he's been back, though, last 24 games, 17 points, six rebounds. I mean, six assists, five rebounds, a steal. Only two turnovers, actually less than two turnovers. Shooting 42 to 43% from the field, 40% from behind the arc, and 79% from the free throw line. Jeez. Um, that's definitely... That's definitely what they needed. Like, not even no joke. That's that's what the Raptors needed from Kyle Lowry and, and the rest of the team. 
Indeed, I agree. Uh, I'm gonna give my 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 highlight player is to Charles Barkley himself, man. So for being the for being the first person on the you did this, you did on the TNT squad. Let this be known that this is the second second podcast in a row where you've given given the goddamn um, player of the player of the week award a highlight player to players that are retired. Okay, well, he he said the Raptors were the best team in the East, and he said he he believed in us when no one else did, man. Uh, on a side note, though, shout out to Bryn Forbes. I was watching him a lot in the summer league, and uh, he's he's just recently started to get minutes playing for the Spurs, and uh, he's doing all right, not shooting the best percentages, but I do I feel very bullish on him. I think he has the potential to be great in this league. Uh, maybe I'm pushing it with great. I think he could be like an 85 overall, like a really solid player. Uh, so it was cool. He's finally getting a chance to see that into fruition. Hopefully, he takes advantage of the opportunity. Uh, but if you want me to give you a real player low, Bryn Forbes for the Spurs. I guess so. I guess. Um, you guess? It's a, it's a player low. It's, how you guess? It's, yeah, okay, I agree, thanks. 100%. Uh, shout out to everybody yeah. who, who listens to the podcast, as always. Um, I see a lot of people, more people actually enjoying the uh, the podcast on my channel, leaving comments, and also people on Twitter. So shout out to you all. Uh, make sure you follow both. Make sure to Twitter, DM Lowe's telling him. You don't even need me to tell you. You actually, you actually wasn't that crazy today because we talked about the Raptors, and you, you know, way more about the Raptors than anyone else. However, I have been getting people, of course, telling me in my um, in my DMs that they they want to hear your your top ten list of all time. Nobody, nobody said that. You're just making I'm, that I'm, up. I'm, I'm I'm so serious. I'm so serious. I'm not even lying. <laughs> I've heard people. I've definitely heard people keep, keep asking me to keep pressuring you about that top ten list. Why? Why are people so crazy about a top ten like all time? Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess because you have you haven't done both, so I guess it would be both. No, I've definitely done a top ten list in the NBA. Now that's easy. No, you have not. I have done that, Low. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Then do it right now. Then. I I don't have it saved. I mean, I could give you top five, but after that. There's gonna be a it's couple. Like you ain't, don't don't even put it in order. Just do top ten. No, but you have to put it in order to see who gets snubbed. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll figure out the, what the order is, and we can we can kind but of I, piece it together. Ah, right, you gotta. I'll do. Uh, you just know what? Name just name the ten agent. Name the ten. Stop beating around the bush. Name the ten. Low. I I I, I want to be. I don't want to miss a player. Watch this podcast back. And I'm like, going to I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you out. You think so I, you think I gonna, need your help, Lo? This is you this just is sat in here and said you don't want to miss no player. I'm going to make sure this like, is you don't this miss. is my top player list. This is my list, bro. You can't well, help I'm, me I'm out. Make, I know I'm gonna, I'm going to make sure you don't like forget a name. So just give me the ten. Nah, yo, I can do this in like two minutes. I because just you haven't because you because you haven't done it yet. You I don't have a it. list saved. Like I don't have a shit printed out and framed on my wall. You're right. Whenever, whenever you did the list and where we are right now, it's not. It's not. It wasn't that big of a change. So stop acting like it's I'm a massive change. Like the massive changes. So your and, top ten list is massive changes. There's been, there's been insane changes to the list. So give me the list then. But I'm just saying, like, I, there's been so much changes in the NBA. Like we're gonna have to get to a next podcast. Sound like a plan, man. No, we don't. Yo, we're not even we're not even at hour and thirty. You can do it right now. No, I'm telling you, bro. The people want to see it on the next podcast. All right, fine. We'll do it the next podcast. Yep. But um, you better have that list ready. Yeah, and I need to know, see that. It's gonna to be so ready, low. In fact, you better have your list ready. And you know I'm gonna critique you, right? 
You know what's crazy? For the people out there who's wondering, I'm actually making my top 100 list right now of all time. Come on, you're wild and doing 100 though. Come on, man. Yo, you're wild. I'm bro. actually, uh, or or I'm, or I'm at least making my top 50 list of all time. Nah, I've well, done you this, know you know what you're doing I, when you I've do that, it, right? I've you're gonna open before, yourself I've, up to criticism, bro. People can be like, "How's that guy at number 30, but this guy's at 42?" This makes no sense. I don't care. What? <laughs> no, I'm just telling you the criticism you're gonna receive for having an opinion. And you think I care? Yes, you do. Everybody cares about. I made an entire. I made an entire video saying that Reggie Miller is overrated, and people were disagreeing. That's just one player, bro. Trust me. If you put a player lower or higher than what other people think a player deserve, they're gonna come at you, and you have a whole hundred, and they'd be like, "Yo, how did this one player should have been like seventy, not make the top?" You, I'm just saying, low. Like you gotta. I know you think you know everything there is to know about basketball, my guy. But you are not about to make a top 100 all time list without without receiving the craziest of criticisms. Because as we mentioned on the podcast, there's no way to unilaterally rank people across eras. It just doesn't make sense. To be to be honest with you, from the list that I've been I've put out and I, I've previewed a few lists. I guess this, this will be kind of like our our after hour podcast because we we low key just going on. We still talking. I've I've made I've made a list before and I've kind of previewed a few things here and there, and for the like I've never really had anyone like definitively say like oh that list is trash. I've yeah, never, you I've, have I've, I've, on the I've, internet. I've, come I've, on, I've man. Seen, I've seen a few people who've been like one or two things here and there, or like ah you know I'm not really feeling that, but for the most part I, I they they enjoy right, the release that list. I guarantee you, there's gonna be at least. Twenty percent of people that see that shit are gonna be like, "This shit is garbage." No, 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 not not twenty, not twenty percent. At least not on my timeline. No, not twenty. No, twenty percent. If the video blows up and it gets like three hundred thousand views, there's gonna be a lot of guys who don't know you that are gonna see it, and they, they don't know that you know anything about basketball. But it's gonna be like, "Yo, you got this list wrong because I disagree with this part of the list." Like we well, did that 20%, with Sports 20%, Illustrated, though. Twenty percent. Right? Sports Illustrated, ESPN both had horrible lists, and that's just that's just that's just this year. That's not even all time. Imagine if those guys made an all-time list. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think twenty percent would disagree. Again, I think. I think there'll be a few people who be like, ah, I'm not really feeling this one there or that one here. But for the most part, I think people would be like, everyone is in the general vicinity of where they should be, and I think that's what people would say. So, who's your top ten of all time? I don't really want to give it away. I don't want to. So you I don't see, low people been hitting me in my. De- oh, because you want to. Oh, right, yeah, no, yeah, no, really, right, yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah. I don't, I don't really want to give it away. Yeah, okay, I don't want to spoil it. I was gonna be like, I was gonna tell you all about the DMs, but all right, yeah, you're right. I'd rather save it. Um, um, but we, but, but right now, you've you've had enough time to think about your top ten list. Right, that's now. not so what, what I was doing when I was having this conversation. I was but, fully. But, well, you could have. I was done listening to, to. I'm a good. I'm a good podcast. Yeah, host. Let, me, now let me let me help you out. So LeBron, where? Where's LeBron? I don't need your help. Let's let low. You gotta understand. Where's LeBron at? I'm I'm a good co-host. I pay attention when you're talking. I'm not doing other stuff, man. You see what I'm saying? I just need to know, just need to know Le- where LeBron. I'll, I'll I'll say this about my list, my top 100 list. Not to give too much away. LeBron is is definitely top three now. Ah ah. Jesus, LeBron is definitely man. top three all time. I don't even know what my list is yet, but I know for a fact that's not gonna be. He's not gonna be top three on my list, man. Come on, he 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 should be top three all time. If he gets another championship, I'll put him top three. 
If he get another championship, he's definitely the second greatest player of all time. <laughs> You're crazy now. All right, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> no, because if, I mean, I don't, I don't really know why wouldn't he not pass the player that I have at number two. Your love of the outdoors led you to buy a fishing boat, and your love of your boat led you to turn a day on the water into a four day trip, which led you to a record breaking trout and a bubbling lava hot sunburn. Which led you to a new respect for proper sun care technique. Fortunately, your love of your fishing boat also led you to protect it with progressive boat insurance, which you got indoors because of that sunburn. Ouch. I want to put some aloe on that. Visit progressive.com to cover the things you love. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.